It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast. This is your host, Ed. Oliver, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at EDT, triple O, D-C Sports YouTuber. Um, today, we're going to be finished. I had two leftover mailbag questions that I wanted to get into from last week. And once again, I hope uh, everybody had a good Labor Day weekend and got some rest if you could. Um, this episode is brought to you by Wednesdays on Locked on NBA. It's small market meets big market. Wednesdays on the Locked On NBA podcast, join Jake Madison of the Locked On Pelicans podcast and John Kralis of the Locked On Celtics for a look at the NBA week from all angles. Follow the Locked On NBA podcast today on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, so today, yeah, this offseason, I just wanted to get you guys involved and get you guys your questions and get you you guys' pulse on the Washington Wizards um, and answer as many questions as we can. Um, NBA offseason is – the the preseason is coming up pretty soon. Uh, can't wait for that. I'm excited. I'm I'm just excited for even preseason basketball. I can't wait for that. Um, but this episode we're going to get into where I'm going to get into um, two mailbag questions that were left over. And then also um, I wanted to get into uh, some bold predictions. Um, everybody has their bold predictions, their predictions on the Wizards. So I want to get some, some takes that um, could be a little far-fetched but possibly reached at the same time. Just bold, putting your money where your mouth is and seeing how confident you guys are in this Washington Wizards team. It could be a bold negative prediction as well. You never know. Whatever you guys are thinking, um, we're going to talk about it real quick today uh, in, in, a, in an episode. And then if it does spill over into the next episode, we'll, we'll still talk about it and keep it going. So I, I love hearing from you guys. Um, if you do have any more predictions, you can put them on Twitter or any questions you guys have. You can put them on the or you can put them on Twitter at Locked On Wizards or 
Um, you can DM me on Locked On Wizards on Twitter or on EDT Triple O F L A Double T. I always I try my best to respond to everything possible. So let's get into these questions here, real quick. Um, so this is from Jay Terry. I want to. I think I left this off from the last episode. He says, "What's your starting lineup prediction? Will Rui move to the three? Are we good enough at center to make a playoff run?" Uh, so to quickly answer that question, because there are there are I did get a good amount of bold prediction um, takes here, so I'm I'm kind of excited to get to that too. Um, so Jay Terry says this is on YouTube. He's he's on my um, YouTube channel. Uh, one of my subscribers, he says, "What what's your starting lineup prediction? Will Rui move to the three? Or are we good enough at center to make a playoff run?" So my starting lineup prediction is um, Spencer Dinwiddie, Bradley Bill. Uh, I got Kuzma. I got Kuz as the three, one of the capital boys. Kuz at the three, Rui at the four, and my guy Daniel Gaff, uh, Gaff man, uh, go-go Daniel Gafford at the five spot. Um, so that's my starting five right there. Of course, Spencer Dinwiddie is going to start. That's a, that's a given. Bradley Bill is a given. Rui is a given start in the starting lineup. I think Daniel Gafford is a, is a given, too. It's really just between Gafford and Montrezl Harrell right now because Thomas Bryant is not going to be back until late December or early January. So for the center spot, is I think it's obviously going to be Daniel Gafford. Uh, Montrezl Harrell, he's just more of a six-man. He likes that role. Um, I, I, I think if he if he was given a starting role, of course, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be mad at that either. But I, I just think Daniel Gafford, he brings that energy, that tenacity, that toughness that defensive anchor, that shot blocker, that rim protector, and that lob threat where he can dunk on somebody's head and put somebody in a body bag and just dunk on them. Um, he did that numerous times, like some poster dunks, some poster machine dunks from Daniel Gafford. Now, I think Spencer Dimwini can still create shots for and easy finishes him for, for him, uh, just like Russell Westbrook was able to because you saw Spencer Dimwini was able to throw lobs to DeAndre Jordan. He was able to throw lobs to Jared Allen, who has a similar skill set to Daniel Gafford and kind of body type, that lean, skinny, um, center, just bouncy rim running type uh, center. So I think him and Dinwiddie should definitely have great chemistry. Um, so I'm excited to see uh, Gafford and Dinwiddie play together. And then the interesting part of my starting five is not a lot of people have Cantavius Caldwell Pope starting at three position, but I like him coming off the bench, to be honest with you. We don't have a lot of depth behind Bradley Bill. We don't have another two guard. I mean, we have the smaller guys in Aaron Holiday and Raul Neto who are combo guards. But personally, I would like to see KCP come off the bench. Um, playing with Raul Neto or playing with Aaron Holiday, they could be two nasty defenders. Aaron Holiday and KCP could be two scrappy defenders off the bench that both can shoot threes at a high clip. Um, and then off the bench, you have Denny and um, Montres Harrell and uh, Davies Bertans or Kispert or somebody like that. Raul Neto coming off the bench as well. So that's my starting five right there. Um, Alex Coy Jr., he's a subscriber on YouTube. He says, How many wins you got winning? You got us winning this season. So uh, we were 34 and 38 last year, um, which is which is not great. I think honestly, to be in the playing game, you're gonna have to at least win. I want to say 40, 41 games. You had to be 41 and 41 if you didn't know we're playing 82 games this year. So I would say 41 and 41 to make that playing game. You would be the 10th seed, at, and the East got better. The East got better. I mean, the Bulls. You look at the Bulls. The Celtics are the Celtics. The Knicks got they got better. The Sixers are the Sixers, so they're gonna be good. The Bucks, the Nets. Uh, the Hawks with Trey Young, they're going to come back and be and be really good next year too. So, um, you, you know, like I said, you look you look at the Bulls, the Hornets are they're okay. The Pacers are going to be fighting for that playing spot too. Um, so you, you got some good teams. The Miami Heat, they brought in Kyle Lowry, which is an okay move, but that, they're going to be a really good regular season team as well. Um, so the East is good, man. You you got to come up with forty one wins to just get in the playing game. I don't think you can be thirty five and forty seven or thirty eight forty four. 
I could be wrong because the East has been known for having that happen, being 38 and 37 and 45 and making the playoffs and being an eight seed. But I think this year to be that 10 seed, that last playing, I want to say, I'm going to say 39 and 43, which is still not great, but I think you got to be 39 and 43. Um, the record I got is, I got is going 41 and 41. And I think I want to say somewhere on Bleacher Report had the Wizards going 41 and 41 as well and being like the 10th seed and making the playing game and sneaking into the playoffs. Um, so I, I got us being 41 and 41. I think we're going to be the ninth seed and we're probably going to play either the Hornets or the Pacers again in that play in spot or even the Celtics. I think the Celtics are going to be an eighth seed or a seventh seed. Um, or yeah, the Pacers, Celtics, Knicks, somebody like that. They're, they're probably going to be that, that eighth, uh, seventh seed. So I got us being 41 and 41. So, um, thank you guys for the mailbag questions. We're going to get into the bold predictions next, but before we get into the bold predictions, this episode is brought to you by Sweatblock. Um, doctor created, doctor recommended, works up to seven days per use. It's been, it's still been super, super hot in the DC, Maryland, Virginia. So definitely use uh, Sweatblock. If you don't want those stains on your shirts, it's wedding season as well. You go into a wedding or go into a party. You don't want those um, sweaty stains in your pit in the armpit area. Sweatblock gets the job done. Dry shirt guarantee. And Sweatblock doesn't keep you dry. You get your money back. Featured and tested on the Rachel Ray Show by Firefighters. Bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years. Over 13,000 reviews manufactured in the USA. It's your little secret of confidence. This is a must-have for everyone's toiletry bag. Whether it's a big presentation or a hot date, everyone can benefit. Uh, once again, it was fe- featured on the Rachel Ray Show. And um, firefighters wear it as well. The promo code, um, you can find it at CVS or on Amazon. Lock- the promo code is locked on for 20% off. Don't miss out on that deal. Uh, this episode is also brought to you by Direct TV. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that tells you to catch the game live. Another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends logging for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream. And it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows and all in one place that means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again and the best part there's no annual contract so get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your tv together with direct tv stream you can learn more at directtv.com that's directtv.com compatible device required content varies by package all right let's get into um some of these bold predictions here i know you guys had a lot to say here so um, this is from lor.jy on Instagram. He says, um, his bold prediction is Kyle Kuzma will win most improved player of the year, which honestly is not super far fetched if you think about it. Um, you look at Brandon Ingram, he improved a lot after leaving the Los Angeles Lakers. You look at Alonzo Ball, he improved a lot after leaving the Los Angeles Lakers. You look at Thomas Bryant, you look at Josh Hart. You look at D'Angelo Russell, um, Jordan Clarkson. So many guys improved in the last three to four. Julius Randle. So many guys improved after leaving the Los Angeles Angeles Lakers. It's just a spotlight. It's a huge media spotlight. Huge. uh, It's a big market in in L.A. And they have high expectations. You don't want a championship in L.A. You know, it's it's tough out there. It's tough out there. I mean, they've had so many greats over the Kobe Bryant, Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, now LeBron, uh, Shaq. So, I mean, they've had so many guys in L.A. that Their expectations are championship or bust almost every year, and that's just how they feel about it. They just have different ex- expectations out there. And uh, when guys go to different cities, they lock in more. Kyle Kuzma, um, he's not going out with uh, Winnie Harlow anymore, so I think he's going to lock in and focus on his game 
in his craft even more than what he did before. I don't, I'm not going to say he didn't before in Los Angeles, but there's just a lot of distractions out there. It's sunny all the time. It's bright all the time. Hollywood, a lot of partying. I think Kyle Kuzma, his game, he has a smooth game. He has offensive skill as well. You look at how he played his, his rookie year in the second year, averaged 18 points per game, was the leading scorer on, a, on the team for the Lakers. He was the number one option. That's the thing. Here, he's, he's going to be about the third option. It's going to be Brad, Spencer. And I'm going to say Rui after him. And then after that, it's, it's really mixed up. Who's, who's the third? Who's the fourth option after, the, after Spencer, Brad, after Brad, Spencer, and Rui? I think the, the, the fourth guy is going to be Kuzma. And Kuzma, he's just more aggressive than Rui Hachimura. That's one thing that I think Rui Hachimura is going to learn from Kyle Kuzma is to be a little bit more aggressive. Uh, Kuzma's not going to shy away from any shots. Anything he sees, he's, he, he's not, he's not going to hesitate. He's going to shoot the ball. He's going to shoot the pill. Um, and he's super skilled. He's six, he's six, nine, six, ten. He can put the ball on the floor. He can dribble. He can pass. He can shoot the ball, shut the ball at a high clip last year, 36, 37%, which is pretty darn good, um, from the three point line. And he's skilled. He's talented. We've, we've been on that ever since he came in the summer league. We saw how talented he is, how, how skilled he is. Um, he's a skilled guy. I think he just needs to get out of Los Angeles. We'll see how he plays. So that's, um, that's a good bold prediction from, uh, lore.jy, L-O-R.jy. Um, he says, or maybe the Wizards find a way to make the play-in. That's not really bold at all. I think they'll definitely um, – they could easily make the play-in, in my opinion, making that 10 seed. I don't think it's, I don't think it's, I don't think it's far-fetched at all for them to make a 10 I think they should really honestly make it the eighth seed, eighth, eight or nine, which is that play-in range. Um, so they should definitely fall in that play-in range for sure. Um, this is from Swerve J on Instagram. He says, I think Montrez Hero averages 20 points per game and takes the starting position now. I'm a Gaffer guy. You guys already know that. I want to see Gaffer start. I want to see him start the season and finish the season. Um, but that's not far. That's 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 not a bad take. It's really not because Monsters Harold is super talented. When he did win Six Man of the Year, he averaged 18.6 points per game. Um, now that was him being Six Man and coming off the bench. So I just think he's really good with that role, and I think he's really good going up going up against backup centers. I think he likes that because he has an advantage with that second unit going up against backup guys in that year, he started five games at a 80. He played all 82 games, which is great. It shows how durable he is. And he only started five games out of that season. So actually um, the year that, no, I'm sorry. The year that he won the, the sixth man of the year, he started two games and played in 63 games. That season was shortened as well because of the bubble. So um, yeah, Montrose Harrell, um, he, he's just he's just really good off the bench. He's really good off the bench, and I think even if he scores thirty points a game, he's kind of like Lou Will. They're just so similar. Where I think he would just love to keep coming off the bench. I don't think he'll start. Um, he, he's just he's just so good coming off the bench. He really is. Just going up against that second unit. He's just an undersized center. He's six foot seven, but he plays like a junkyard dog. The energy, the tenacity, um, the scrappiness he plays with, and he's the most skilled big on the roster. I would say from the post. I think he's more skilled in the post. Than Thomas Bryant. Thomas Bryant's a better shooter. Thomas Bryant has good post moves too. I'm not gonna lie. Daniel Gafford is probably the most. He's probably the least um, guy that you would go to in the post. Just, just give him the ball in the post and say, "Hey, go, go ahead and make a post move." Montrezl Harrell will actually face you up and dribble and put the ball on the floor and take you to take take it to the basket on you. So Montrezl Harrell, Montrezl Harrell, he's just more capable in the post. I feel like, but he does not shoot threes at all. That's where Thomas Bryant definitely has the advantage over him. Um, so I, I I don't see him starting, but I, I could definitely see Montrezl Harrell averaging near 20 points a game. I would say like 19, 18, something like that. Um, and then he said, also says Kuzma averages 16 plus. Um, he's done it before. He's averaging 18 points per game. He averaged, what, 13 points last year. Um, so he's he's highly capable of averaging 16, 16 to 17, 18 points per game. I think so, especially if he starts. I think he's highly capable, capable of doing that. 
All right, so uh, next bowl prediction from Jacob. He says, Rui Hachimura has a breakout year under a new coaching staff and becomes a star alongside Spencer Dinwiddie and Bradley Bill. So um, I guess you're going to say that Rui's going to become an all-star. Um, I don't think he'll be an all-star next year, but to say a star, um, I, I think he could be a good third piece. And I think for him to do that, he has to be more aggressive. I say that all the time. He has to be more aggressive. He has to look for a shot. A lot of people are saying, oh, you know, he wasn't involved with the offense, but at the same time, you got to look for your shot. You got to hunt your shot too. He's a mid-range assassin. You see the times that he's a, that he's really confident when he's cutting across the free throw line or he dribble pulls up to the free throw line and he shoots his jumper. That's like the highest clip, the best part of his game. And finishing, I think, dunking on people. He's got he's got more aggressive and, and been doing that lately when he yelled at um, Tobias Harris and got the technical foul. In the Sixers game, I'm going to see him finish like that and go strong like that every single time, finishing hard around the rim, finishing through contact. He has some good post moves where he can face up, jab, step, and go. I want to see that. And um, become a better better three-point shooter. He shot 32% from the three-point three line, um, which is not great at all. Um, it's about it's, it's below average. It's okay. But his form is getting better. His confidence is getting better from the three. So I want to see him shoot the three better. So if he wants to do that, he has to improve his ball handling as well. Um, definitely has to improve his ball. Handling. His, his ball handling is a little high. He dribbles the ball a little too high right now. He because he, he was a big man in college. He's very versatile. So he has to improve on ball handling, aggressiveness in that three point shot. Those are the three things that I want to see Rui Hachimura come back and improve on. If he does play in preseason, you know, last year his his the start of the year was a little weird for him. He did have um, he had um, conjunctivitis, so he did miss a few games, and then he got his feet under him and, and started playing pretty well. And um, that Duncan Anthony Davis, too. You see times like that where it's like, this guy can really finish in transition. I want to see him do it every single time. All right, so there's a couple more questions before we get into that. This episode is brought to you by uh, Built Bar. Uh, my favorite cookie is the Cookies and Cream. Um, they have cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Check out the macros, 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four to five grams of sugar, and only four to, four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. Order today and get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and fill team. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at build.com this episode is also brought to you by bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action football season is here man it's on thursday i can't wait man cowboys gonna get blown out by the by the buccaneers i can't wait to see it i, I gotta be in a close game but of course they're gonna lose to the buccaneers i gotta look up the over under for that game but you know i mean i got tom brady at least getting 30 points on the cowboys defense their defense is terrible um get all the latest news odds and info for all your sporting needs including mlb NBA, NFL, and all your UFC action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code is locked on. All right, so... Um, Hidden Rain, Pac-Man D3 on YouTube. He says, Bradley Bill wins most valuable player. After averaging 34 points, six boards, eight assists, two steals a game, and while shooting 48% from the floor and 39% from the three-point line. That's very bold. That's very bold. Now, Bradley Bill was all NBA last year. Now, if he wins MVP, then that means we won 
at least at least uh, 45 games because they're not going to have him be MVP. I don't see it happening now. I want to say Russell Westbrook when he was when he was with OKC, they went 45 and 37 when Kevin Durant left, and he did win MVP. Now I think that's like the worst record you can really have, the lowest record, the lowest amount of wins. To be honest with you, I I don't see as being you cannot be 41 and 41 and win MVP. That's just my opinion, unless he drops 40 a game and averages a double double. That's the only way I can see that happening, and we made the play in or the eight seed. So, um, 34 points a game, he, he can definitely do that. What did he, he averaged 30 points a game last year. He's highly, highly capable of averaging 34 points per game. Per game. Now the assists. Him being a playmaker, I do want to see him do that. I do want to see him do that and get some more assists. He's, he's highly capable of being a playmaker. Him and Thomas Bryant had really good chemistry as a one-two punch, him on, on that pick and roll. I think him and Montrez Harrell can do a really good job off the pick and roll as well. And um, same thing with Daniel Gafford, just throwing it up, giving him some lobs, and just just telling him to go get it, and he can definitely bring it down and dunk it. Um, so I, And being a good passer, Davies Bertans making a three. I know everybody's joking Davies Bertans, but – Davies Bertans knocking down some threes. Um, who else? We got some shooters now. Aaron Holiday, Raul Neto, Spencer Dinwiddie in the corner knocking it down. So if he can be a good creator and uh, setting guys up to knock down shots, I think he's highly capable of doing that. Um, so let's see here. I want to see how many assists did he have. He has averaged. So his Bradley Beal's career high in assists is six assists per game, and that's in 2020. That was the year with the bubble. Um, he averaged 30.5 points per game in 2020. Last year, he averaged 31.3 points per game and was second in um, scoring behind Steph Curry and had his career high in rebounds is five boards a game. So you said how many rebounds per game? Six boards a game. So all he's, he's capable of doing this. Two steals per game. Let me see his career high in steals as well uh square high steals is 1.5 one and a half steals per game so he's capable of doing all this i think he can average eight, eight assists per game um you know him and spencer dinwiddie spencer dinwiddie his usage rate is going to be lower than russell westbrook so i think brad would be able to get the ball more they, they want to move the ball with west so they want to pass they want to move the ball they want to have more ball movement um as i said before as i said before they were ranked um dead last in passes per game or they were ranked 27th um, bottom five, I know that. Bottom, bottom, they're in the bottom tier with with passes per game. Um, so yeah, thirty four points, man. MVP, that's that's big dog status, man. That's big dog. I want to see Bradley Bill make that leap and be MVP. I think he's capable of doing it, but they gotta they gotta win these games, man. You cannot be forty one or forty one and getting MVP. I don't see it happening. Um, so unless that happens, and um, I think the roster right now is a forty one and forty one team or a forty three and thirty nine team. Um, so unless they make a trade for somebody else, that uh, another star, like a third star that they can bring in um, before the trade deadline, then, okay, yeah, I can see Bradley Bill in the MVP conversation. Um, LC from YouTube, he says, Bradley Bill would be a top 10 three-point shooter, and his free throw percentage will be 93.5%. He will get his scoring title this year. Wizards made the playoffs and win two series before being eliminated. Uh, God bless as, uh, God bless you too, LC. Thank you for commenting. Um, so Bradley Bill, his free throw percentage last year was, what was his free throw percentage? 88%. That was a career high for him was 88%. The year before in 2020 was 84%. So 93, I don't see him shooting 93. There's some, there's some times where Bradley Bill will, will frustrate me with free throws where we'll get a technical foul or the other team will get a technical foul. He'll shoot the technical free throw. And I've seen many times where he's missed 
the technical free throw and the flagrant uh, easy free throw where everybody's behind the half-court line. And I'm like, Bradley, but what are you doing? You're one of the best free throw shooters in the game. And uh, he's missing the free throw. Um, top 10 three-point shooter, he's capable of doing that. That is hard to do. you got to shoot 40% to be a uh, top 10 three-point shooter. He was in the um, three-point contest before. And when he first got in the league, he was more, he was more known as a three-point sniper, like a Ray Allen, a guy that doesn't put the basketball on the floor that much. But now he's evolved his game, and he's dribbling the ball a lot more, trying to create for himself, and uh, had a higher usage rate. You know, with John Wall, he was more coming off screens, pin downs, different things like that. And we'll see, and you know, dribble handoffs. We'll, we'll see if Wes Ensel instills that more with some dribble handoffs, different things like that. So Bradley Bill, and Bradley Bill said to himself, he wants to shoot deeper threes and shoot more threes. So that is interesting that he's saying that. Um, I thought he shot enough threes, to be honest with you. Last year he shot, uh, let's see here, he shot six threes per game. 2020, he shot eight threes per game. Shot 34% from the three, which is not great. His best shooting in the, in the NBA in his career was 40% back in 2014, 2015, um, shooting four threes per game. So he's starting to shoot more threes, and his, his percentages have gone down uh, every year since 2017. 2018, he shot 37% from the three. 2019, he shot 35% from the three and shot seven threes per game. And then 2020, he shot 35% and shot eight threes per game. And then this past year, he shot six threes per game and shot 34%. Now, he's, he's been seeing a lot of double teams and triple teams, so that could be part of it, too. And him shooting a lot of threes off of the dribble, not a lot of catch and shoot, a lot of catch and shoot wide open threes. So he's been shooting difficult threes, and he's taught, now he said he wants to shoot deep, deeper threes. So I don't see that really helping his shooting percentage. Unless, you know, I saw the, the vlog with him and his, um, and his wife, Kamaya, um, working out with Drew Hanlon. So we, we already know whatever he said he's doing, he's working on his game. So I got a com I got confidence. Even if he is shooting some 40 foot threes uh, from the logo, I trust in Bradley. Bill. I don't want to see it too much, but we'll see what Wes Ensel has in plan for Bradley bill too. So he wants to shoot deeper, deeper threes. We'll see how it translates. We, we, we'll see how it affects his three point shooter shooting as well. His percentages. All right. Um, this is from Jacob Thorpe. He says, uh, Wizards jump up to best defensive team in the league with an average offense, and Rui scores 20-plus. Um, I think Rui is capable of scoring 20-plus. Once again, just being aggressive, working on his ball handling, and that three-point shot. He's got the mid-range down. He's got the post game down. Got to be aggressive. Got to finish around the rim. Like I said, no more layups. Dunk the ball. Dunk it. You're athletic enough. You're, you're tall enough. When you get around that paint, think, think, think like when you saw Anthony Davis. Dunk on, dunk on somebody. Just go up and dunk on somebody um, and finish hard around the rim. So um, 20 plus per game, he's got to get the minutes, which I think he will. I think he's going to get at least 30 minutes, 30 minutes per game. It's going to be tough because he's going to be sharing minutes with, with Kuz a little bit and Davies Bertans a little bit and, and um, some other, some other wings off the bench. Denny Avdi has got to share minutes with him. Corey Kispert a little bit here and there. KCP might play the three as well. So there's a log jam, but I, I think Rui at the four is going to get big minutes. I think he's going to start the game and finish the game as well. Free throw percentage two. Uh, I want to see him improve his uh, three-point percentage. Uh, his three-point. I want to see him improve his three-point percentage and his free throw percentage as well. His free throw percentage is not bad. It's 77%. It went down from last year. His numbers went down from his rookie year. His rookie statistically, his rookie year was better than this year. He rebounded the ball more, six boards per game his rookie year, and then five rebounds this year. And then he had more assists uh, last year. And then this year he had 1.4. He averaged 13 and a half points per game his rookie year and then he he went up to 13.8 so he did score a little bit more his three-point percentage was better this year though he shot 28 percent from three in 2020 and then 32 percent from three 
this year. Field goal percentage was better this year too. So he did improve in some area in some areas um, in year two, which is when you, which is what you want to see, and you you want to see him get better in year three. I'm, I I want to say he's going to average about 17 points per game in year three. He averaged 30 minutes in his rookie year and 31 minutes per game in uh, this past season. So uh, I, I think Rui. I don't see him averaging 20 plus. But I see him averaging about 18, 19, getting, getting very close, but not 20. Um, sh- thank you for that, Jacob Thorpe. Last one, and then we'll continue on another episode. Um, Peter Van Dixhorn, he says, Thomas, Thomas Bryant, com- comeback player of the year, averaging 18 points and 11 rebounds per game. Now, uh, I love Thomas Bryant, comeback player of the year. I don't see it happening, but it is possible. I won't count him out. He's going to be coming back late in the season in about January. Uh, before he did get hurt, he was shooting the ball very well, shooting the three point, shooting about forty percent from the free throw line. From the three point line, he's also a good free throw shooter. Um, he's a guy that is aggressive. He averaged fourteen points and six boards before getting injured. And like I said, that 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 um that game against the uh, Brooklyn Nets, where it went to, where I want to say it went to overtime, and we beat them with James Harden and 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 um and Kevin Durant. Uh, Thomas Bryant went crazy in that game. That's that's the definition of what we want to see from Thomas Bryant. If he can play like that in almost every game, then that's that's what we that's what we want to see. And he can be the best big out of the three. He can be better than Daniel Gafford if he plays like he can be better than Montrezl Harrell if he plays like that every night, putting up 20, 20 and ten every night. I think he's highly highly capable of doing that. He had twenty one points and fourteen boards against the Brooklyn Nets. There was another game where he had twenty eight points against the Chicago Bulls where we lost one hundred thirty three to 130 he, he was three for three from the three-point line five for seven from the free throw line now the only thing is he he had three rebounds so he has to do better with that but he only had one double double before he got injured so I do want to see him rebound the ball more he didn't rebound the ball in the 10 games that he played a lot at a high clip or as much as I want to see him he had a couple games where he had seven rebounds five rebounds I want to see him rebound the ball more than that 21 and 14 is what I'm looking for Thomas Bryant. I think he's capable capable of doing that blocking shots. He had a couple games with three blocks. So he can somewhat be somewhat of a shot blocker, but we know he's not a rim protector at all for the most part. That's where Daniel Gafford is just better than everybody else on the roster at the center position as a shot blocker. But Thomas Bryant, 18-11, I can do that. I want to see him pump up the crowd again. I want to see him do the pump it up after he dunks on something. I love it when he gets the crowd hype and gets the crowd into it. He's, he's a guy that – Definitely can be um, um, very charismatic for sure, and, and the hype guy. So that's what I see. What, that's what I want to see from Thomas Bryant. But um, next next episode, we're gonna do part two of bold, bold predictions. Uh, we got a couple more uh, bold predictions in there. Kenny Man DMV on on YouTube, Mike Barrett on YouTube, Greg Lancaster on YouTube, Jay Terry uh, again, and Alex Coy Jr. as another bold prediction. Chuck Harden, Lloyd the Hooper, free throw jumper, Nathan Widman, Ali, Ogan. Um, those are the, those are the people that commented that bold prediction. So we're going to get into that in the next episode. And then also, um, I should be having a special guest, um, coming up on Friday. We should be, um, grading the, uh, Wizards off season so far. So we're going to wrap it up here for today's episode. Um, this episode is brought to you by locked on bets, uh, betting on the NFL or NBA doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new locked on bets podcast hosted by your boy Q, and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Best podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcast. So thank you guys for listening. Make sure you subscribe and rate and review. Make sure you leave a, leave a good uh, rating and review. And leave a question as well in the, in the uh, ratings as well. 
um, if you have time, if you can. I know you. I know you're listening. So, uh, and make sure you guys follow the Locked On Wizards. Follow me on Twitter at E-D-T-R-O-F-L-A-T-T. You guys have a good one. Hell to the Wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.